0: I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take.
1: Welcome back for another interview episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Today, we have safeties. Ryan has two amazing interviews that you get to hear from before we get to the that though folks I have to fill you in on a message from our sponsors that being bet online did somebody say playoffs the NBA and NHL are in full swing and the MLB is playing right now and our partners at bet online have you covered I loved using bet online and being able to get any picks that I want whatever you're looking for I can guarantee that they have it. So taking full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. Head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Now, take a listen to the interviews that Ryan had with two amazing safety prospects.
2: Welcome, everyone. This is Ryan Roberts with NFL Draft Bible and Believe Podcast Network. This is a spotlight interview I have for you for the 2021 NFL Draft for Believe in NFL Draft prospects. I have a really exciting one today. Uh, My top rated senior safety ranked Right now for 2021, a all ACC defensive back. The last two years, I have Mr. Joey Blunt in the building with me. Well, not really in the building, but in the virtual building. So I, I need to before I go into too much of the particulars. Joey, appreciate you coming on, man. If you just want to say hello to the folks again, appreciate you just taking some time today
3: with us. Uh, thank you for having me. This is a true honor to you know do this interview, this podcast. Um, I'm just blessed that you're a fan and how much you support me in my game, and I'm just happy to be here.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. And I, I need to make a recommendation before we get too heavy in this interview. If you guys haven't checked out what UVA has coming back on the defensive side of the football, I mean, as a team in general, but on the defensive side of the football, Nick Grant, a cornerback. we got Devonta Cross out there in the defensive backfield. I don't know where he's going to be playing, but he's he's played a little corner. He's played some safety. Charles Snowden, Noah Taylor, uh, Zane Z- Zandier. There is a ton of excellent football players on that defense. I'm excited to talk about here, Joey, because – I'm looking at you, man. I know – I think you have some family ties from what I read um, to Virginia. I know you're originally out of the Atlanta area. But talk to me about UVA, man, because I looked into your recruiting profiles a little bit. It seems like you were a little under-recruited. So talk to me a little about the recruiting process and why UVA was ultimately the best spot for you.
3: Yeah, so um, like you said, I'm from South Atlanta area. I went to uh, a private school, Landmark Christian School – And how georgia football works is pretty sure it goes up to seven classifications and i was in the 1a private which is the lowest classification for football in georgia uh and my recruitment uh was kind of a rocky you know rocky road i felt like the talent that i have um was not being pursued by schools that i wanted to go to or i want i wanted to have look at me um per se but it worked out. Um, UVA was my first offer. I went to a camp my sophomore year, high school. This was during the London era. So Hall and his staff was not there yet. Um, I had a really good camp. They liked me a lot. I was in contact with them with a little bit. Uh, then all of a sudden, commu- communication went dead. Uh, you know, see the reports, the whole coaching staff change. They bring in a whole new staff from BYU. And for me at that point, my dreams are kind of, you know, flushed, flushed down the toilet. Um, and I remember the day I was on vacation with my family, and my dad had received an email from some guy named Nick Howell, uh talking about how he was going to be the defensive back coach at UVA. He saw this as I was on the rec- recruiting board from the old staff. He liked what I had going on for myself, and uh, he wanted to get in contact. You know, got on the phone with him a couple days after, went really well. Then after that, um, got on a, like a FaceTime with the whole staff and Coach Mendenhall. They officially offered me, and that day was probably one of the most emotional days I've had in my life, pure joy and excitement, just knowing that having one offer, um, you know, full scholarship under my belt, just for, like, give back to my family. Um, private school tuition was always over my head that I felt like, I always felt bad for it. my mom and dad made it work and they wanted to put me in the best situation they could and having this under my belt an opportunity that I was at hand um was truly a blessing to me and I just really want to you know give back to my family and make them proud. But yeah like you said I had about I think it was like 9 10 offers. Most of them were FCS. I had a you know a handful of uh D1 and then I had a bunch of uh Ivy League schools. But UVA jumped out to me. Um, My dad played at UVA 76 to 80. He was a legacy school, um, legacy kid. Um, Mm -hmm. The crazy thing about that was that's not what sold me. Um, It was the culture that, in the foundation that Coach Mendenhall and his staff was trying to bring to UVA, and that kind of call to action that I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to earn everything, not given. I want to be the foundation of something, you know, of a franchise. Um, team almost you could say that you know, for a while going on uh, we're gonna build this foundation like I said and really set set a path for those to come after myself and just that pitch right there got me um, so I took the visit committed junior year haven't looked back since
2: yeah man it's I mean I, w- I was always a big fan of coach Mendenhall I know obviously coaching changes could be a a um, unsettling thing at time, But one thing that really has stood with me I, when I talked to Bryce Hall last year and I talked to Devonta Cross this year was they, they talked about unbroken growth was kind of the mantra that the, the program lives by and what Co- coach Mendenhall has brought to that team. You look at Virginia football the last couple of years, you talked about it, man, the foundation is it's trending in such an incredible way. What has it been like to be a part of that foundation building with Coach Mendenhall and to be able to be a, a family, a part of that movement that they've been um, they, they've been implementing there?
3: Yeah, um, the movement that's been here it goes way deeper and further on past football. Uh, we have a lot of team values and our pillars that we hold dear to ourselves and kind of how we run the program. The family first, last, always protect the car, hard things together, and. You can ask anyone who's graduated, former teammates of mine, even before, who played with Coach Manhall. This system that we're in is gonna like has prepared you for life after football. You know everything else should be easy compared to what you go through at UVA. And man, the life lessons that I've learned, the relationships that I've built, memories I've made, um, second to none. I would not trade for the world. And that honestly, that. I'm just a, I'm just so lucky to be in the opportunity and the place I am right now, and I guess you could say I was at the right place at the right time. But um, I'm just, just a blessing, man. I, it's just hard to explain, and just I'm super thankful for the opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure now it's, uh, it's really turning up a little bit because I know there's been obviously a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, question marks this off season with everything happening with covid-19 and can you know even from the nfl draft perspective pro day cancellations and teams kind of getting back together sounds like you guys are able to get back already and keep grinding so how has this off season been for you overall from an individual perspective trying to grind and how has it been to be back with the guys now
3: man the off season i guess you know spring to summer off season i we had huge for me um I was coming off of surgery, um, had a little nagging injuries I got over, but more so just got my body in shape to really be durable, to play ACC football at a high level. Um, I came in a UVA at like 170, 175, came back you know, this summer at 210. I really, really tried to make sure that I had enough weight on my back. The speed was still there, change of direction. Just being healthy. Um, the offseason was huge. Come back, you see my friends, see the teammates, and just make the – you see the notices that everyone put into themselves, that the work that everyone's been putting in for just coming back to show that they've – they're bought in. I think like everyone's bought in right now, season or not. Um, I'm just super proud of all the guys that we that are here. Um, really just – they're doing it for the brothers next to them. And with, like you said, COVID-19 kind of – you know, suspending a lot of activities, you know, pausing how we like to play football. I think we're doing the best possible thing we can right now in the best possible way and making sure that we're all safe doing it.
2: Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just praying for a season right now, man, because you're, you're one of the big reasons. I want to see that UVA defense out there. I talked about Charles Snowden and Devon Cross and Nick Grant and Noah Taylor. There's so many great football players on that defense. Talk to me a little bit about that brotherhood, man. It's just, even in, just in the secondary, as a defensive in general, being around such talented players, Bryce Hall on the team last year, like just so many guys that I think are going to have that opportunity to play at the next level. What's it What's it like to be a part of that brotherhood there on a defensive perspective?
3: As family, um, gosh, guys you named off, Nick Grant, Devontae Cross, Brent Nelson, Mandy Alonzo, uh, Zane Zandier, Noah Taylor, Charles Snowden and many others whose names are not um, on the radar yet but will be soon in the future, Uh, those are my guys. I'll go to battle for them, put my heart down, heart soul, put my body, and just, you know, I'm so super thankful for them because they've kind of shaped me into the man I am now, and I'm just super excited because the chemistry we have coming back, most of the starters were, you know, in my class coming to UVA, or we're redshirted in the class above, so technically in my class still. In the form, in the bomb we have is DBs, man. Those guys know me like the back of their hands. I know they can come to them for anything. Like my older brothers, um, they good advice, great mentors, and they really just care about me as a person rather than just a football player. And I know I can just talk to them about life in general. Um, that just goes to the like you said, the chemistry, what we have coming back, we've all been around each other for a while now. We kind of know the ins and outs of each other and how you know to maneuver this right way, how to communicate the right way, what we need to do on the field, off the field, to make um, our play stronger. Um, this season right here um, is going to be a huge season for UVA football, but just to showcase the defense that we've been preparing for all these years.
2: Yeah, and I, I could tell. I mean, Joe, you're 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 very humble, young man. I could tell through this interview right now. But when I watch you on the football field, man, there's some fire there. I could tell you're probably one of the vocal leaders of the team, just just how you carry yourself. And when I was watching the film, you know, I looked of course, you know, we look at the stats. That's that's kind of how media is driven a little bit. But as an evaluator, I go to the I go to the. The tape, because I see 95 tackles, I see six and a half tackles for loss, I see a few sacks, I th- see three interceptions, like they're all incredible numbers, and then the the traits back up what you are. I love you, man, just chilling in short zones, kind of, kind of roving around a little bit, getting near the line of scrimmage, being a physical player. You talked about kind of bulking up a little bit to make sure that you can take that physical demand all the time but talk to me a little bit about some of the strengths of your game individually. And then what have you seen kind of as the biggest improvements over the last couple of years?
3: Yeah. Um, I think some of the biggest strengths that I have as a football player, my IQ um, for me, I grew up with football in my life. So transitioning to this college level, it's kind of come easier to me. Uh, I understand the game. I understand concepts really well. I see things kind of before it happens. So, like you said, I like I like being very physical. I like being inside the box. I like dropping into zones. I like playing over the top. I like the to ball hawk. I think my biggest things are just understanding what's going to happen before it even does and putting myself in position, taking great angles, and really being a sure tackler. Um, I left some tackles on the field last year that I wish I could get back. Um, but like you said, the stats talk for itself. Um, I just enjoy just being around the ball. I want to be around the ball as much as I can. I like to make plays and some improvements I've seen my game take to the next level. Honestly, I would say my coverage, my coverage ability, uh, something about, you know, coming to college. I wasn't so confident in my coverage ability uh, zone coverage is easy, but my man to man, I knew how to work on. I still am working on it and some improvements I have on that is, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm more sure I can be alone with the receiver in the slaughter outside or a tight end, wherever it is. But also, like you said, uh, improvements to being more of a vocal leader. I've always felt like I had leadership qualities and a very extroverted personality, but sometimes on the field, I don't like to, uh, you know, get in the way of other people. So I've been kind of improve on my, my voice on the field, making the call, let the call be known and as a safety back there, kind of quarterback to defense. So, A lot of people look to me to make these calls and I got to be more confident in myself. So I've been working on that to improve my game.
2: And is it safe to say Joey, and and you could completely correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I see you play with a lot of fire. I see you play with a ton of physicality. Is there a chip on your shoulder due to some of the things we talked about, you know, with the, with the recruiting profile, or is that just something that's kind of always been there for you?
3: Um, It's always been there for me. You know, I kind of use that in high school really as my motivation uh, I would go play for these seven-on-seven seven teams. I played for the Ken seven-on-seven seven team. You know, all these, you know, four- or five-star players had, you know, 20-plus offers, and I was this one private school kid who came out there, and I balled. And for the first couple of weeks, they only knew me as Landmark. They didn't know my name. They just they just knew I could play. Once I kept playing showing my ability, uh, my name started to be known, and people started taking notice. And I'd never been too much about, you know, clout or trying to get my name on the radar i just really want my actions to play for itself that's why i play with so much tenacity that i want to walk off the field and have the respect um earned i don't want just people to look at it. i want people to look at me and give me my respect but also back it up with my field of play so i kind of it's always been there but also i use it as a motivational uh tool
2: mm-hmm and and I'm very curious on this one cuz you like you already talked about a little bit you ha- you have a lot of versatility to your game. Are there any players past present growing up whatever it might be that maybe you model your game after a little bit and you you try to I don't even want to say mirror but you just kind of try to take components of their game to make yourself better.
3: Yeah, um I really really like the way Quinn Blanding played. Um a lot of people would you know correlate us or couple us from being little older and little brother. Um, but I just see a lot of my game, a lot of his game that I resemble. Um, he, was, he was a leader in the defense. He was a sure tackler. His IQ was high level. Um, and that he was just always around the ball. And some things that I learned from him was film study and things of that nature, really making the most of your opportunities when given to you at a certain time. Um, other players, I really like to, you know, put my game around, like Juan Thornhill. Uh, an animal, complete freak of nature. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He really, uh, I mean, there's not much more to say about Juan, uh, but he really took me under his wing when we played together my second year. And uh, he taught me the ins and outs that I needed to know, um, what to do, how to do it, and how to make the best of each game, how to make, you know, big time players make big time plays. And Juan was that big-time player on our team, and he kind of, you know, he had a respect for me, gave more confidence to make those big-time plays as well. Um, Other people, I really like Brian Dawkins in the league. I like Harrison Smith a lot, and I like Anthony Harris a lot too. Um, Just a couple names, like Jamal Adams too. More physical safeties that can get in the box, you know, kind of play like a hybrid linebacker, and also a mix of, you know, over-the-top safeties that can go – ball hawk the ball and really just make the coverages back on the backside
2: mm-hmm. yeah that, that's a great list and of course you had to throw in Blanding Harris and Thornhill you had to throw your UVA guys in there man I respected so much there most definitely and I'm looking we talked about you know developing that um the the foundation for this great program and you guys Got to nine wins last year. You got to the conference championship game. I know obviously that game didn't go quite the way you wanted, but still a highly successful season building off the eight wins from the year before. So tell me now, what what is, what's the next step for this program? What are some goals from a team's perspective that you want to accomplish going into your final year here?
3: Oh yeah, sure. We want to, obviously we want to beat tech this year in Blacksburg. We want to go to the ACC championship and win. We want to go back to a, a bowl game. Um, we don't want us to let up. We have, the, we have our foot in the gas, we feel like right now. We want to keep revving the engine. And even though some of the goals that we wanted, we didn't attain to, I feel like it's only a stepping, a stepping stone for us to reach the next level. Um, what kind of story would it be if you all got it, if you got it in one year? Uh, like, like the Virginia Tech history, for, it was our first time in 15 years beating them. beating them at home with the seniors that have been there for all four years with Coach Mendenhall and the staff. That's a storybook ending in itself. And I think that our storybook ending is just getting started right now. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to beat Tech again. I want to go to the ACC Championship. I want to play whoever that whoever that is. Uh, I want to rematch with Clemson. Um, and I want to go to a bowl game and win. Uh, on the stage we had last year, it was a crazy stage. And I, I'm just addicted to that energy. I want to get back there and be in that spotlight again. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and and kind of getting close to the end here, Joey. Now from an individual perspective, you talked about not being too much of a clout guy, but obviously you have, you know, been very successful all ACC the last couple of years. You talked you talked a little bit about some of your individual success. The stat sheet, the stat sheet speaks for itself a little bit, but for you, what are the main goals here? Do you want to be the unquestioned best defensive back in the ACC? Do you want to be the best defensive back in the entire nation? Like what is the ceiling here for Joey Blunt, do you think?
3: I want to be the best defensive back in the ACC. Um, I feel like a, there's so many great defensive backs in ACC that this, this pool of deep safeties especially um, is kind of mixing around for a few players. And I really have a chip on my shoulder that I want to be the best one in the ACC. I want to be a first-team All-ACC player. I want to be a first-team All-American. I want to be a nominee um, for Jim Thorpe. Um, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of personal um, achievements that I want to accomplish this year, my senior year, my farewell tour, and I just want to leave a legacy that I can look back on and be proud of, and pass the reins on to the next great safety at UVA.
2: And has has that hit you yet? Because I, I know it's you know the uh, preseason stuff is just starting to kick up. You're not even in fall camp yet, but has has that hit you yet? That this is the last go around? Because I know some guys it, it hits early. Sometimes it hits late. Has that hit you yet?
3: It's kind of hitting me slowly but surely, but I like to take my time and not really um, think about it too much. I, I want to enjoy whatever time I have here left. Um, I, like I said before, the people that are in my life here are too important to me that the, the thought of letting them go moving on is kind of scary, but you know, we all got to grow up and flip the page to this next chapter in our life. So it's hitting me slowly but surely, but uh, not too hard. <laughs>
2: That's good. That's good. And kind of the last question I have for you, Joey, is, you know, obviously I, I'm a believer that you're going to be a guy that the NFL is going to covet very highly. Um, I, I believe that very much. So for for just kind of a, a peek forward a little bit, what what would that mean for you? Just the opportunity to play professional football, what type of blessing would that be?
3: It would honestly be a dream come true. Um, I feel like any any child, who loves football and wants to, the first steps going to college and everyone dreams of going to the NFL and having your favorite NFL players. And my thought of just being in the NFL, being able to provide for my family, you know, open up even more opportunities for my life past football. And, you know, hopefully one day being someone, someone else's favorite football player, you know, trying to impact uh, and advocate for those necessary lives that I can with my platform at that level um, would mean, mean more to me than ever. Just even being there, being able to help others at that point, um, something that I hold dearly. I love putting others before myself, and I want to make sure other people succeed before me at times, and some people may not agree with that, but that's just how I am, and being able to make it to NFL, just to check or dream off a list, help others, provide for my family, open up more doors for my life, I don't think there's much more I could ask for with that
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's going to kind of conclude this here again. Ryan Roberts here, Rising Draft on Twitter with Mr. Joey Blunt, star safety from UVA, All ACC selection. He's looking for a lot more here. Uh, Joey, appreciate you again, man. Taking some time today. Wishing you guys the best of luck. I'm I'm pumped up to see some Cavalier defense this year, and I I, ho- I hope you guys take everything and you achieve every goal you have this year, man. Welcome everyone to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect. Spotlight Interview Edition. This is Ryan Roberts Rise and Draft on Twitter bringing you an inside look into some of the best prospects in the 2021 NFL draft and beyond. I'm talking to a young man that actually has 2 years of eligibility potentially, so we don't know if he's going to be in the 2021 or 2022 cycle, but he's a guy that watching Kentucky defense this past year was not a guy that I was actually watching in my original film session. But then I just kept writing in my notepad. Number twenty-nine is all over the place. Playing some single high, playing too high, coming down into the box, running the alley. He does a little bit of everything, and then I look into his background. Highly recruited cornerback, um, coming out of high school in uh, Woodland High School in Georgia. So I'm talking to Yusuf Corker, who is a starting safety for the University of Kentucky. Yusuf, if you just want to say hello real quick to the to uh, the listeners, I, again, man, I really appreciate you taking some time today.
4: Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely, man. And I, I know you're uh, you're fresh off a breakout year this year. You led the team in tackles, interception, four pass breakups. Like I said, there was a, a ton that I loved on the film, man. And I, I know you were a guy that was a highly recruited corner. So talk to me a little bit, just kind of getting started here. Out of Georgia, why why was Kentucky the best fit for you? I know it came down to a couple other schools. I think Michigan State was kind of in the running for you. So why ultimately was Kentucky the best fit? And what made them kind of stand out uh, comparative to the other schools that were after you?
4: Well, I always wanted to play in the SEC, but I also wanted to go a little further away from home. So like the University of Georgia, Auburn, it was like probably like an hour's away from home. So I just wanted to kind of get a little distance from and it was uh, from them. And it was between Tennessee and Kentucky. But when I came up and had an official visit at uh, Kentucky, it just felt like home to me. And I just fell in love with the coaches and and the players. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I know I'm really excited just about Kentucky continuing this defensive train, man, because obviously you guys had Josh Allen um, a couple years ago, and there's some legitimate NFL talent again on this defense and a lot of guys that I'm really excited about. For you, talk to me through your evolution a little bit, because I know you redshirted your initial season on campus, then you played a little bit in a backup role in 2018, but obviously this past year was a big breakout year for you. So was it something that you – were expecting this type of production, or or was it something that you were kind of just, you know, kind of rolling with it, and then as the season kind of, you know, got off to a great start, you kept just getting better and better overall?
4: I mean, I kind of expected. I mean, my first year here, we had a lot of seniors, especially in our secondary, you know, Mike Edwards. He got drafted to uh, third round to the Tampa Bay, and then we had Darius West, and then we had Lonnie Johnson. So just being behind them and learning from them, really helped me out, and I expected to have a big season, even though I think going in, I probably wasn't going to be the starter because we had uh, another veteran safety, uh, Devontae Robinson, but I was going to get some, a lot of snaps, but just learning from them and just really just putting in all the work because, you know, just sitting behind them for two years, I never really stopped working. I mean, I always had a goal, always had a goal. I came in, wanted to lead the team in tackles and interceptions and pass breakups, and I always believed in myself and felt like I had the ability to do it. So I'm just happy that I just had the opportunity to do it and show everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I know you were obviously a highly rated corner Coming out of high school, I know a lot of teams had very high opinion on you to potentially play there. What what was the uh, what was the reason for moving to safety? Was it something that you you knew early that was going to kind of be the move or was it something that maybe you just like kept f- developing physically into that role? Well,
4: it's something I always knew. I mean, me and Coach Clink talked about it, me and Coach Stoops always talked about. It. I actually like safety more than a corner. Because safety is a lot more action. I and mean, you can see everything. You can make, just make more plays. Corner, I mean, if they run the ball the other way, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get there. But if you're playing, like, single high or two high or even playing cover four, I mean, you see ball, get ball. So it's just a lot more action, and I just love it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and obviously you, you made a lot of um, a lot of impact this past year. And I, I look back to your high school tape, and I saw you had, like, 15 interceptions. Obviously those ball, <laughs> sk- ball skills really – jump off the screen a little bit Uh, if you're a guy though that the thing that really sold me on you is you know I saw you run the alley like a bat out of hell I saw you come down into the box you have no problem the Georgia game was one that really stuck out to me I think you had like 11 tackles in that game and I was really impressed just by the movement skills so talk to me about that physical profile man I'm gonna let you boast about yourself kind of show off a little bit Uh, what makes you such a good football player maybe give me a couple of your biggest strengths
4: uh probably strength. Um, not being scared, fearless. Uh I don't like to be blocked, especially by receivers, getting off blocks and just making sure I uh be a great tackler. I know at safety you're the last line of defense, so making that tackle is very crucial. And um uh, I think uh pretty good ball skills. I didn't really enjoyed that much last year with only one interception, but I'm ready to prove that I could really get more picks this upcoming year and and the years to come.
2: And I know that, you know, from an offensive perspective, the team, you know, starting quarterbacks were just dropping left and right. I know, obviously, you guys had to go to that heavy wildcat uh, with Lynn Bowden back there, who I was a huge fan of. But talk to me about that defense, man, because you guys, I just felt like a game in, game out where we're keeping the team in the game. And obviously, 10 wins, you went down to eight, but still a really successful year when you kind of have the big picture of everything that you guys had to overcome so just how proud of you were the defensive effort this past year and the overall team effort you know even with some um don't want to call it negativity but some things that you obviously had to overcome a lot this year
4: well we just stayed together as a family I know when Terry got hurt and then when Sawyer got hurt and then basically we just had to run wildcat the whole game and we'll struggle a little bit at the beginning but as a defense we just said hey they don't score then we win the game and we got to get a turnover we got to make something happen for the offense. And us just coming together, knowing the situation we had. And then also offense at the end of the season started really coming together. I mean, nobody really could stop o uh, Olan and Lynn in the Wildcats. So just mm-hmm. staying together and sticking to it and not getting on each other or not quitting basically on the team or on anybody and just having each other's backs. That's what really helped us out This uh, at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, and I know obviously with you, uh, you – making the switch over to safety on a full-time basis. There's, there's obviously um, different techniques and, and different, you know, points of leverage and there's different, I disciplines, there's, there's obviously a lot to learn, but for you, what has kind of been the biggest improvement you've seen in your game over the last couple of years that, that you were able to take into last year and then really show on the national stage that you are a guy that has the potential to, to be one of the best safeties in college football.
4: I think one of the biggest things I learned as a safety as corner, you I really didn't have to talk that much, but coming in as safety, I had to be basically the quarterback of the field. I mean, you gotta tell the linebackers what to do, match your area, you gotta tell the corners what to do. And if somebody's not lined up in the right, uh, right spot, then you gotta tell them what to do. So that was one of the biggest things that uh, that came up this past year that I really uh worked on and glad that I got it right. Mm-hmm. And you already talked a little bit about wanting to, wanting to be in the SEC
2: conference. Obviously, the the cream of the crop in college football. <coughs> Excuse me, cream of the crop in college football. Talk to me a little bit about a week to week basis, man, because you're you're playing some of the best teams in college football every single week. What what is it about? What is it like to be able to play against such great competition week in and week out over there?
4: Oh man, your body is sore. I mean, I mean, you love it though. Once you get in the special away games, even at home at Croker Field, I mean, the atmosphere. It's just so different. I mean, I just love it. But after the games, you do be you do be a little banged up and sore. And you know that each week, no matter who you're playing, you got to bring your A game and you got to be ready.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking now, man, because I, I, I'm I'm watching your game. I, I actually saw a you know a game in the beginning of the season and then near the end of the season. To just see how much you had grown throughout the year, and I just felt like the last you know portion of the season, you were just you just looked so comfortable doing a little bit of everything again for Kentucky. When you're evaluating your game, let's say watching film, maybe watching film on other guys, are there any players, past present, growing up that you maybe model your game after a little bit that you try to emulate to a degree?
4: Well, the, um, Darius West. I mean, when I came in, he really took me under his wing, and also Michael Edwards. I always watch film on them and try to compare myself to them, see how I could get better, and also see what things that I could tweak on my game that they did right. And sometimes I hit them up, whether it be text or a DM or Instagram, seeing if they saw the game or what can I work on or any tips that they could give me. So, And I,
0: I
2: love the way the program's going with Coach Stoops. I, I know Kentucky was down for, for a couple years there, but obviously the last two years, ten wins, eight wins. Uh, what's the atmosphere like around the team now? Because it's it's been a little different, obviously, after a couple of rough years. Kentucky football seems to be back. There's high expectations. Talk to me about the, the atmosphere that this coaching staff has been able to bring to this program.
4: Oh, yeah, it's really changing. I mean, most people think of Kentucky, they think of a basketball school. But now they're thinking like, hey, it's turning into a football uh, factory uh, in Kentucky now. So, I mean, just now, just living up to the expectations. I mean, I feel like when – the past players, when they got here, we went seven and five or something like that. I mean, that was a successful season. But to us, it really, that was just a basically okay season. And we're just trying to really, I feel like the program has changed, especially best off when I got here. And I'm just really kind of like riding the coattail and just making sure that we win 10 games each season at least, or 10, 9, 8 games uh, each year and making it a, a habit. Instead of being satisfied with six or seven wins or just making it to a bowl game. Yeah, and obviously
2: with those with those expectations rising, you talked about, you know, wanting to continue that success. What what are the new goals that you have individually, team wise? What's now going to make 2020? You know, obviously praying that there is a football season. I'm still on the I'm still on the boat. I'm still on the boat that I think that there's going to be, you know, high level college football this year. But for mm-hmm. you, individually, team wise, what's going to make twenty twenty a potentially special one for you?
4: Well, team-wise, everybody just coming together, and I feel like we have a great team. I mean, our O-line's a beast. We got three-head monster at running back. Terry's back. We got uh, uh, Joey uh, from Auburn at quarterback. I mean, our offense going to be rolling. Our off, uh, receivers are hungry, and I feel like defense, we got almost everybody back. I mean, we got Quimbo Hanna, Jordan Wright. We got Josh Pascoe, you know what I'm saying, on that D-line. You know, we got Square and Jamin. Them boys can run. And uh, we got Marquez, Bembry. I mean, these guys grow. And then our secondary, everybody's coming back. But uh, one of our leaders, JG. And, but we're getting D-Rod back. And I just feel like we have so much experience and talent around that we can really compete with anybody in the country, in my opinion. And as uh, for a personal goal of mine, just trying to get my ball production up, trying to get more uh, interceptions this year. Hopefully, I get about five this year. That's my goal. Five or more picks. Mm-hmm.
2: And and I think whenever uh, Yusuf, if you you end up declaring for the draft, whether it's you know after next season or the year after, whenever that is, I feel like you're going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to have high interest in, not only because of your versatility, but you know just looking at your athletic profile. I think you're a really nice athlete who is, I, I imagine, going to going to uh, you know turn some heads whenever you end up testing. So, kind of ending this interview for you, um, you know whether it is next season, the year after. What, what, what would it mean for you just to possibly have that opportunity to play professional football? And, and what type of blessing just overall would that be?
4: Oh, man, it would be a huge blessing. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine. There's the reason why I work hard. And uh, it also helped me provide for my family. As you know, I got a little girl. She just turned nine months, I think, about two days ago. I think today's the 19th, so about two days ago. And just making it, making my dreams come true and also helping me out a lot, be able to, being able to make it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, this has been a really enlightening interview. Again, Yusuf Corker, safety from the University of Kentucky. He's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Led the team of tackles last year. He's going to get that ball production even better this year. Uh, Yusuf, appreciate it again, man. Take some time. It was a pleasure just to hear your backstory a little bit. And I'm going to wish you guys the best of luck this season, man.